Welcome to the Austin Approach. I'm your co-host, Bryce Duby. And I'm your co-host, Michelle Lai. Welcome to the podcast, everybody. Welcome, welcome. So, Michelle, how are you doing? I'm doing really well. I've got a bit of a sniffle this morning. It was a beautiful morning this morning. The first time, I don't even know in how long, that it was actually cool. Yeah. Um, so, we're recording today is September 22nd. So, it is the first day of fall and it is absolutely lovely here in Austin, Texas. The weather has just been perfect all day. A little breezy, but uh, I just can't wait to get back outside as soon as I get off work today. <laughs> I know. I, I walked my kiddo uh, to, to to school and I had little goosebumps and we were laughing about it. And, and he was like, mommy, it's not cold. I'm like, I know it's not cold. I have goosebumps though and it's brilliant. <laughs> I haven't had goosebumps in so long. Yeah, it's exciting to get sort of these cooler temperatures coming back in again now. I'm not sure how long they'll last, but I'm keeping my fingers crossed that we're officially in just fall season. I know. I'm ready for it. I am ready for it. It feels like it's been a really long, busy and hectic sort of summer, hasn't it? You know? Yeah, I've I have been jumping on things. I mean, I know we again, we always joke about it every week that we've been busy, but it's been super busy. Um, I mean, what have you been up to? Well, speaking about super busy, we just have multiple programs that are running simultaneously right now. So it has been a, a time of some seriously uh, crazy schedules. I'll put it that way and all hours of the day. So I actually left the airport this morning at about 2 a.m., Oh, wow. 45 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm a little I'm a little bit tired today. Uh, we are doing uh, one of the one of our training efforts right now is just upskilling our uh, facility services workforce and anybody else who's interested in learning some really uh, basic computer skills. So we started this. I want to say it was um, the middle to the end of um, sorry August, and now we're towards the end of September. I think we will be going through till pretty much the end of November. Um, and yeah, we're, we're meeting our employees on their shifts, right? So we have a 6.30 a.m. start, we have a 6 p.m. start, and a 10 p.m. start. Uh, so I had the 10 p.m. Uh, shift yesterday. And yeah, and it was awesome because, you know, the airport is a very different place in the dark and the quiet you know, like different things start happening, big bits of equipment come out and you're sort of wondering what's this for? What's happening? And uh, I also get my steps in without bumping into anybody, which is lovely. Yeah. Overnight in the airport. Um, I've been, been around for a couple events in the past doing some things and it's always, it's always interesting to see just like, it's, it's different. I mean, the airport and our operations here at AUS are 24 seven. Like you said, we have shifts that are working all hours, especially the, the folks who do the overnight work for facilities to get everything ready for the morning folks do some just amazing work. Um, but it's interesting because we don't have flights 24 seven. So it really is, you can come in in the middle of the night and it's just you and a few people and that is it. Yeah, it is. It's, it's, it's really, it's really neat. And it is, it's a good time to be able to have conversations and, and talk to people who ordinarily I would just never have the opportunity to talk to. I mean, night shift people are their own category of of workers you know absolutely you know what i mean it's like they they have the, their own sort of personality and they're just they're just a really awesome crew and you're right they, they they do things behind the scenes more than anybody else because they're there during the quiet time and they've got a lot of stuff going on and uh so being able to touch base and of course just say hello here's who i am who are you because half half the people i don't actually know either so that's when being a little bit more extroverted is to 
I want to, I want to argue it's to my advantage because I don't have a problem with going, Hey, I don't know who you are and what do you do and how's it going? You know, <laughs> how can I help? What's happening? What I laugh at though is people sort of go, wow, Michelle, you know, you're here and you've had a really long day and it's, you know, 10 o'clock at night or whatever. And I'm going, yeah, but I, I do this not very frequently. There's a whole crowd of people that this is what they do every single night is they come to the airport and do their do their job totally behind the scenes under cloak of darkness for for a lot of the time so i'm like don't feel sorry for me <laughs> yeah and it's and it's so important to reach all those folks like I mean, when we talk about it, i mean i mean i'm obviously preaching to the choir because this is your whole job but i mean i i would feel like if we're going to do some sort of program that's going to reach out to all the employees here on the team i mean you definitely want to hit all the employees including the folks who work those other shifts absolutely Absolutely. Well, they're an integral part of the organization. You know, every employee is. So I, I love it. I do. I, I love being able to meet people who I haven't spoken to before and have conversations and find out all about them. And, you know, I'm always amazed at just what great folks there are out there and their experiences and getting to know people and their backgrounds and how long they've been here and the different changes that they've seen at the airport and, you know, the issues that they might be having that I might be able to help with. You know, that's always nice too to be able to come in and go, oh, cool. You know, just let let's have a conversation. No strings attached, right? <laughs> but also the learning piece, the learning piece is awesome as well, right? Being able to just come in and see that computer skills, um, it's it's something that's really important in today's day and age, and you don't want to leave any of your workforce behind. So it's uh, it's an absolute. It's a, it's a tough and it's a hard lift. I have a small team, but we also, what's cool, Bryce, is we reached out to other people within our organization who we know uh, would want to volunteer and they have volunteered to give their time to help us um, co-facilitate these classes. So my, my the team that I work with, is, I mean, there's six of us, and that's me included. We have a lot of employees with a lot of different shifts and we still have everything else that we're doing and all the different programs we're running. And we've talked about emerging leaders before. We just had another orientation last week. So that one's happening again. So we have a lot happening. And without other co-workers in our organization and colleagues volunteering to come in and help, it would be really, really tough. So I love the spirit of teamwork. Wow, that's that is a that is a lot going on. You're definitely going to need a vacation at the end of all of this. I am. I totally want one. <laughs> so, if you're looking for a suggestion, I have some very good news for you. This oh, is the most awkward okay. segue ever. But yes, you have you have you've been pulling push or sorry dangling this in front of me for the last twenty minutes. Okay, so what's the good news? So, um, on October thirteenth, yes, one of our longtime friends here in the aviation world here in Austin Bergstrom is going to be finally returning and offering flights three days a week. And of course I'm talking about British airways <gasps> flying back to London Heathrow. Yay. <laughs> you kept that one under your hat, Bryce. <laughs> That's brilliant. Did you say October 13th? Starting October 13th and it's going to be three days a week. Uh, so it'll be Wednesdays, Fridays, and Sundays uh, aboard the 787 Dreamliner takes off at little after four in the afternoon uh you overnight arrive at 10 a.m in london and then there's a noon flight that comes back and you're here mid-afternoon i love it well you know what i'll be doing at some stage now at this point i'll be i'll be taking myself h-o-m-e home <laughs> as they say that's it's fun. not Dublin, but it's it's close it's close it's as close as you can get me right now bryce thanks very much Who, whoever is out there 
thank you. We're almost there, guys. Just another little skip over the ocean. <laughs> Yay! Oh. Yeah, we, we're we're super thrilled with that. I mean, this this fall, just in general, um, it's weird. Everyone always talks in the aviation world about. Um, like the next big thing on everyone's radar is obviously like holiday travel and Thanksgiving travel. And we have a lot of yeah. reporters and friends and family. There was like, Hey, are you getting ready for the holidays? It's going to be busy. Um, and the fun little bit of like AUS trivia is that's actually not our busiest time necessarily. Our busiest time is the month of October. It's so it's not our busiest month overall, but it's our, it's our single day travel We've got a couple big events every year that always are the the top ones. So what mm-hmm. I'm talking about, the Formula One race um, yep. is always our busiest day of the year. Um, over Thanksgiving, over Christmas, over any ho- summer holiday travel is, uh, historically speaking, Formula One blows them all away. 31,000 plus passengers in the terminal. I don't know if we'll get that close this year. Obviously, there's changes with a whole bunch of things still. Um, but that's this month. Uh, and then normally, like, in the top five are also the Mondays after um, weekend one and weekend two of ACL Fest. Uh, so that's wow. going to be the first and second weekends of October are going to be those. So everyone who's going to be coming in for the festival, flying out on that Monday, those will be busy days. I know that that's going to be happening. Formula One's going to be happening. And then normally it's earlier in the year, but it had been postponed. MotoGP is actually during the same first weekend of ACL this year. Uh, so Circuit of the Americas is going to be busy this month. So we'll have MotoGP and the motorcycles first weekend in October, along with ACL Fest. Weekend two will be that second weekend. We get one weekend to have a quick break, and that's when British Airways comes back, which is going to be amazing. And then the fourth weekend of the month is going to be Formula One. So uh, if you are going to be flying out, Definitely be aware of some of those events that are going to be happening if you're just planning a trip or something, that it is going to be busy, particularly on those Mondays. Those Mondays are when everyone who maybe came in and did a long weekend or spent some time before their big event in town, they all fly out potentially that that Sunday, Monday time period. Typically that Monday because of just when the races and the events wrap up. So those Mondays are going to be busy. That's really good to know. Yeah, you're you're like the social calendar of of uh, AUS, Bryce. <laughs> I love I, it. I, I have to know it's it. That is the part of my job. Like as our one of our resident numbers guys and all that stuff. I love seeing all these things, and you can kind of track like, oh, this date popped this, and this is going to be that. And as soon as I saw this year MotoGP and ACL in the same weekend, I'm like, okay. Well, I I have to say. I, I'm excited. I am excited because one of the things that that came to one of the things that came to my attention uh, about a week and a half ago. So I bought my mum tickets to come over uh, during the Thanksgiving holiday, right before the Thanksgiving holiday, and uh, and then I, I got news from 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 home that hey, guess what? You you can't actually get into the United States, and so I was freaking out about that uh, because I hadn't realized that the the uh, presidential proclamation was still in place for people flying in from the UK. But then just as I discovered it, it was lifted. Yay. So I mean, talk about boo and yay pretty much within the same week. And so that was exciting. So now uh, we were putting on the brakes there for a minute and going with worst case scenario. And uh, what was really nice is that we got to go with best case scenario. So we're, we're still on for, for those family plans uh, at my house anyway. So that's exciting. It's great to hear. Yeah, it's it's interesting. I mean, we're still obviously working through things again. The, the always the reminder, the mask mandate for anyone who is traveling, uh, that is continuing through into the new year. So 
Uh, if you are going to be flying, wear a mask. We still are, have all those health and safety protocols that are in. You're going to see more plexiglass if you are traveling uh, for the next couple months. And I think we will probably do a nice big deep dive on one of these episodes coming up soon on just some good holiday travel tips, things to keep in mind. Because I know a lot of folks postponed their holiday travel last year, so this might be the first time um, – this Thanksgiving, this Christmas, around that time period, that maybe you've come to the airport and gotten on a plane in two years. So definitely want to maybe talk a little bit more about that in detail in the future. But right now, it's, it is interesting just seeing all the stuff that's going to be coming out, as well as just all of the flights. Um, the other big exciting announcement, um, October 2nd, Air Canada is going to be returning uh, with nonstop service to Toronto. And that's going to be amazing as well, because Toronto is just a fantastic city. Um, I have never been and I want to go. And then I know we've talked about it before. Some of the other routes that are going to be coming all throughout the month. Uh, I know with American Airlines to San Juan, Puerto Rico, um, for folks who be visiting Oklahoma City, we have two routes, um, American and Southwest, starting on October 7th, uh, as well as Americans adding service to Cancun as well. It's going to be it's and then there's a whole longer list. You can go to our website and see everything that's coming up. I know like through the end of this year, I think we have about 27 new flights, not necessarily new cities or anything, but new new ways to fly uh, coming to Austin, which is just huge as on top of uh, the announcement that we just did last week with Southwest Airlines, they're going to be increasing their air service. Uh, so by March, they're going to have 105 flights every day out of Austin. Wow. Yeah. And this is why everybody's so busy. So I apologize for our last episode being a little delayed. We have we've got a lot going on at the moment. We are we're back on schedule. We're working through all of it. But yeah, we we are jumping. It, we are. And, and there, that's some significant air service happening. There's no doubt about it. So you've been given me all of these surprise surprise updates. And one of the things I said in the last podcast was that I had a wee surprise for you. Do you remember that? I did. Or I do. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it has been a while since we've reported, uh, recorded a podcast. Normally we do, we hit one up every couple of weeks. And as you say, we've had a lot going on um, in our, in our lives and in our work. And so this is the first time I've seen you in a little bit, but what, our listeners probably don't know, and that you don't know that I know, well, actually, maybe you do, was that it was your birthday earlier in the month? Yes. Yeah. Happy birthday, Bryce. Well, thank you. So I have a belated birthday present for you. Uh-oh. Yeah? Are you, are you nervous right now? <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> so do you remember when uh, we would have we would have conversations about Japan mm-hmm. and the and the and the cherry blossoms and stuff? All right, yes. so wait for it. I, I painted you a picture, and it's not to go into your current room, by the way, because your Uh-oh. current room is, is even though there's Godzilla, uh, this one won't fit. In fact, it might not fit in with your aesthetic at all, but you can you can roll it up and put it in your attic. Oh, wow. That is amazing. Don't get excited. It's a paint plot. Still, that's real. I, I mean, I recognize, I know, I recognize that temple. Obviously, I recognize Mount Fuji. That's That's super cool. I know wow, there's a lot of reds and pinks and whites and blah, but it is cherry blossom. Oh yeah, that is that is that's amazing! Wow. So this is for you. I'm going to put it on your desk. Well, Happy will, birthday! Well, thank you so much. We'll definitely have to post a photo of that, and like, <laughs> I, I and I do have a perfect place for that. Uh, with I've got a bunch of other art and things that from my time in Japan when I was living there, it would go perfectly with those. So thank you Yay. so much. I'm going to get all 
choked up here on the podcast. <laughs> Don't get choked up. It was a labor of love. A lot of little pieces in there, but it's okay. It's awesome. I, when I was I was painting it, I was like, oh my God, Bryce might actually really love this just because it'll remind him of Japan. I know how fond of it you are. I, uh, Japan, and I think, I, I think we've... The two of us, I think, just as co-hosts, we I, hopefully by episode, we're on episode 15, first of all, but hopefully by now the listeners have picked up. We love to travel. Um, yeah. and we love talking about travel and all of that. So I think if anything, that's the one thing carried through the podcast and seeing all of these things start to return. It really like does wonders to improve my mood. I'm like, oh, Air Canada comes back and then we get like British Airways is going to come. We're going to get those big plant. I mean, it's and then we've I know we've got things on the horizon for next year. It's all very exciting. It is. It really feels like you're, it really, it just feels like you're opening back up again. You know, it just feels the the world is starting to open up again. You know, I mean, so, so this is, is obviously I did not freehand that because that, that would take some serious skill, but I, I do subscribe to a thing called paint plot and it's basically adult painting by numbers, tiny, tiny, tiny numbers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that became my uh, my. I think I talked about this before, p- potentially, but th- this became my my COVID hobby, like where I would just find some space to do something and spend my time. Where, you know, I was indoors and you know just all that stress and stuff. And I started doing jigsaw puzzles with a friend of mine. And the thing about jigsaw puzzles is you 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 ruin them. You like you wreck them. You take them apart as soon as they're done. And I couldn't stand it. I couldn't stand like creating something and then demolishing it. And I was like, I have to find something that is just as challenging and creative, but I can, you know, put it up on the wall or, or, or share it with somebody or do something different instead of make it go away. And I know people out there are like, well, you could have glued it all together, but thousand piece jigsaw puzzles. I'm not, I don't know. Anyway. It's still very cool. Well, that, that, that's again, thank you so much. That's, that's very sweet of you. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Um, well, I think that, I mean, as far as on the news front, that's most everything. Um, I know normally we talk about at this point in the podcast, maybe like a concession or something like that. You had a late night last night. I know once you get past a certain point in the evening, I mean, you were there at 2 a.m. Was there anything that you were able to try or what was, what, I did. what is yes. AUS After Dark? AUS After Dark is a little scant on 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 services, as you know, because as you said, I mean, at at, at certain point, I mean, there's no more flights coming in or or out, and uh, and I desperately needed a coffee because I had been <laughs> I'd been uh, in leadership class all day from eight o'clock to five o'clock, and then I was on some work calls, and then I pretty much. Thank God for my husband coming home and making uh, dinner. He came he came in and just rolled up the sleeves, made dinner. I had a bite to eat and then I headed back to the airport. So that was a bit hectic. And I missed uh, the opportunity to go for a coffee. And I thought I would handle it because I don't normally drink coffee late at night. Certainly if I did, it would be decaf. Uh, so last night I, I bit the bullet and I was like, okay, I'm going to try the Costa coffee. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the the computerized coffee arm, which I I got to see how it worked because there was nobody around. I actually uh, met one of my uh, one of our coworkers who works in facilities. He's a lead there called Blake, and I saw Blake, and he's like, "I didn't recognize you. How's it going?" I said, "Man, I am I am about to experiment 
with uh, my credit card and this coffee machine and see what it's all about. And it was pretty cool. It was super duper easy to use. The coffee was lovely. I enjoyed it, even though I wasn't able to get a decaf. That's cool. No decaf options in there, but still, it was really good. I had myself a lovely little latte and uh, I got to watch, you know, just, um, you know, when there's lots of people around, you'd sort of like step back and you don't really see how the mechanics work. But because there was not a soul in the terminal, aside from a couple of people around me cleaning and co-workers walking up and down, I was able to, to see how... It, it goes in and the, the little arms inside the they you know the little mechanical arms go and set it down and then it tells you you know what was fun was uh, because some people are, are a little intimidated by technology uh, so I was grateful that there was nobody around to watch me stumble as I tried to figure out how to use it <laughs> but it actually is really easy you put it in your cart you swipe your card but it'll say you know type your type a name in here for for it to pop up so that it, it calls you across the across like a, a little screen and then you put in a three digit pin so you can pick up your own coffee. Nobody can take it from you. So, uh, you know, nobody can go in there and just grab your coffee cause it's ready. So that was pretty neat as well. So yeah, all in all delicious, by the way, perfect temperature, right? So there's a selection in there that says hot or less hot. Okay, that's, that's what it says, because I didn't select an iced coffee. I selected a hot coffee, so it says hot or less hot. And I was like, all right, well, I, I want it hot because I want it to last. Um, I'm not sure how less hot would be, but hot was absolutely perfect, right? Like you could drink it without burning your lips, but it, but that's, you also got like, it's hot, you know? That's super cool. Yeah, for folks that haven't seen them, we've got two of these um, robot baristas. I don't know how else to describe them, but these like kiosk things, they're Pretty, they're notice they're large, but there's one heading in towards like the nine gate expansion area, yeah, um, right around gate fourteen or so, and then another one sort of in the center of the concourse, and I don't know what gate that is, but it's near uh, one of the exit ways um, to head out towards baggage claim. Yes, it's it's near the 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 largest exit. But I do know that you even there's an app for it, and I know folks have done it where you can actually order on your phone. Yeah. And it's waiting for you by the time you get there. So you could be like in security. Like, I, I just need my caffeine. Once I get through TSA on the other side, I don't want to wait in another line. And you could just walk right up to the machine. And like you said, type in your pin and there it is ready to go. Yep. It's ready. And I'll tell you what, you see if you're in the, the, cause there are still long lines in the morning. I mean, a lot of the, uh, the, um, the air, the flights that we're talking about that are hitting like, you know, hundred and what did you say? 103 flights from, from Southwest, 107, something like that. Well, I mean, a lot of those flights are leaving early in the morning and that's why we have so, uh, so many lines in the morning time. So if you're one of those people, you have to get your coffee in the morning before you can actually function. <laughs> I strongly recommend getting that Costa app. And I'm telling you, you don't you don't have a long line. It'll show your name, and you just go up there, put in your pin number, and your your coffee's ready to go. So I think at this point, might be good time speaking of all this coffee to take a quick break, and we will be right back with a guest. Sounds good. Want to stay connected with the Austin approach? Be sure to hit the subscribe button. You can also find us online on Facebook and Twitter at Austin Airport, on Instagram at AUS Airport and on our website at austintexas.gov slash airport. Got a question or topic you'd like to hear on a future episode? Email us at theaustinapproach at austintexas.gov.
So Bryce, I'm really excited to have somebody completely new on our podcast today, somebody who I haven't even met before, right? Because I was searching for how can we get somebody on the podcast who is frontline, boots on the ground, and can tell us what they expect for all of our busy season coming up here in October. As you know, we have ACL coming. We also have Formula One. We have all kinds of stuff. So Austin is going to be completely mad for the month of October and AUS is going to be really, really busy. So I brought in a gentleman and his name is Bartolo and Bartolo is with Landside Access. And Bartolo is one of those guys who you see when you uh, drive into the airport that helps with pedestrians, with the crosswalks, keeping the traffic moving. And it's an incredibly important role, uh, especially as we're busy. So he's right there meeting and greeting people as they come in and making sure that people don't park in places that they shouldn't park. Right, Bartolo? Yes, of course. We uh, try to manage everything from grand transportation here at the airport. And uh, we're trying to keep everyone safe out here, looking out for them. So when we're talking ground transportation, and even in just, I guess, landside access. So that is anything that comes in on the roads into the terminal. So that's shuttle buses, Ubers, Lyfts, taxis, pedestrian or not pedestrian, passenger vehicles, all of that, right? Yes, uh, mostly everything. We manage uh, hotel shuttles, uh, TNC drivers, which is Uber and Lyfts, uh, limousines, buses, uh, charter buses, uh, everything with the wheels in here. <laughs> So if I was to ask you, Bartolo, what is your role at the airport? What would you say? Uh, I work with grant transportation, uh, meaning uh, I help out customers uh, finding their way to get in the airport or get out the airport. Uh, I, uh, I guide them through the process of finding a Uber, airport lifts, or perhaps a taxi. Or sometimes they got a private vehicle like a limousine where they uh, got to meet their drivers. Or sometimes we've got big parties of people uh, waiting for a bus at the lower level, getting ready to pick up. So I help out everybody find their way out the airport mostly and uh, make it easy for them and not get lost. Uh, I guide them through the process of uh, telling them where to go, what to look for, and even walk with them if it's necessary so they can be safe and uh, find their way more easily instead of giving them directions take a left take a right you know because it could be pretty overwhelming overwhelming for a person coming up already uh, from the airport you know not knowing nothing from austin yeah because i think that's one thing um that is a relatively new change for the airport uh we did it a couple years ago and following kind of a trend that a lot of airports are doing is moving a lot of those um like the tncs and things over to a separate facility and not just doing um pickups right on the curbside anymore which i know really helped us move a lot of traffic away from the terminal um so i know that it's definitely an extra step i can't i mean if it's your first time landing in austin you're coming in for formula one in a couple weeks and you're trying to find how to get to your ride share um, there's a little bit of an extra step to it but i mean it's kind of a normal thing you see with a lot of airports around the country now so i mean it's great that we have uh folks like you out there who are really helping that and i'm really glad that we're here helping out the customers because uh you know, when they land, you know, some people are shy to ask questions, you know, and that's why we're here, you know, asking people, you know, you need help, you know, or anywhere I can help you find and even help out with the traffic here at the lower level. Because uh, like you said, you know, the ride shares are in a different facility now and uh, we're just trying to make it easy for them. And, uh, and we work across uh, crosswalks too. So we, we all, 
all the stuff with the way we maintain the, the, the passenger safe through the through the process. So, and it's not just passengers either. You guys work with, like I said, the taxis and all those folks and all the drivers because they've there's a lot of moving parts. I know it sounds like on that side as well, just making sure that you can keep that flow going and all of that. How, how, what sort of work goes into that? Yes, we do. Uh, we manage uh, like all our ground transportation vehicles down here, which are limos, taxis, charter buses. Uh, we, uh, we we manage the account, so we, we, we always uh, keep on track with them. Uh, how many they're coming, how many do we need, uh, and all that sort of stuff. And how has that been? I know, um, I mean, obviously last year people weren't flying. I mean, we didn't have, um, we were seeing maybe a couple hundred passengers a day at some point coming through. And then this year coming right about Memorial Day, it looks like we've really just ramped up for the summer. Um, how has that been like with an adjustment working through all of that? Uh, well, it's, it's, it's hit us pretty bad because, uh, like you know, COVID's still around, and uh, we're uh, slowly getting uh, more taxi drivers uh, coming here to the airport, feeling safe to drive here. A little bit more uh, Uber drivers, Lyft drivers coming to the airport to work. So slowly, we're getting uh, more vehicles to uh, facilitate uh, customers down here. And uh, but you know, with time, with this time and going and events coming through, uh, we're slowly getting more taxis, and you know we're. We're happy to see all these drivers uh, working. Uh, that way, we can offer everyone here traveling at the airport for this upcoming events. You know, we can offer them an actual transportation and not have them wait as long. That's awesome. So, how long have you been here, uh, Bartolo? Uh, I've been here close to three years, and, uh, and it's been a challenging, challenging year each year since we get more people traveling, uh, mm-hmm. and Austin keeps growing. Um, uh, in people in advance, so uh, it's it's quite quite a, quite a challenge. So, what made you what made you choose the career that you're in? Uh, I chose ground transportation because I uh, like be around the airport. I like to see uh, different facilities, manage different places, uh, and uh, meet different people at different departments. You know. Not just uh, check here at the airport. I like to be around, walk, uh, help our customers. You know, be outside, with, uh, regardless of the weather. Uh, you know, I like meeting people everywhere and helping out everywhere at the airport because the terminal is just not the airport. You know, it's we have all these different department parking garages. Uh, you know, lift areas, Uber pickup areas. So you know, all those people around there. You know, they just walk and they need someone, some someone to guide them and tell them. Where it's sad even to find the badging office, you know. Yeah. So yeah, Bryce and I talk about this a lot, right? Like airport life is, I mean, it's it's really good fun, isn't it? I mean, airports are really, really interesting places to be around. What I love about Austin that you can walk everywhere. Austin Airport, you you can still walk everywhere. You know, it doesn't take as long of a walk. At most, fifteen minutes. You know, compared to other big bigger airports where you have to take shuttles or trams and I love Austin that you can walk everywhere up and down, you know, the whole terminal. So one thing too, I mean, that's worth also pointing out is that you guys have been here every day throughout the pandemic and working. You I mean, you mentioned also with weather and rain and all of that as well, you, that you, you guys are some of the, the frontline staff who are out here every day. And that's, I mean, what has that been like? I mean, you said you started a couple of years ago, so you've really seen the rise and then it dropped down last year and then it coming back. How, how has that experience been? 
uh, it's been, uh, you know, it, it gets us often surprised because we, we never expect what's actually coming. You know, we, we, we know these events, but we never count on the weather or, you know, sometimes we get more passengers than, you know, we're supposed to. Or there's new events, you know, that are done within weeks or a month. So, you know, all these people come here in Austin and, and our challenge is, you know, to be here for them every day of the week because a uh, passenger, you know, can come any day of the week, Monday or Sunday, you know, we got to be here every day uh, from morning to night, you know, offer them uh, the help they need, the guidance they need. And, uh, and it's, you know, like I told you, we never expect what's coming for us. Like a uh, winter storm, we just had uh, a while ago, you know, last year. And it's, you know, it's, we, we still have to be here, you know, for the people yeah. that were stuck at the airport, you know, all the other flights were delayed, uh, you know, from, and all those passengers that are here, you know, they're trying to go home as well. So, you know, we're here uh, for taxis, Lyft, and Ubers. So with snow on the roads, ice on the road. So, you know, we, we're we here for everyone every single day of the year. So uh, it's, 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 it's been, uh, it's been challenging for us, but uh, it, we always manage through it, you know, it's, it's, it's what I love about here, you know, we never get stuck, we always, you know, are able to handle things, you know, even if it's out of our, our league, but, you know, we always have enough customers finding their way, uh, contacting different departments, you know, taxis, yellow cabs, co-ops, central city taxis, to operate here at the airport always, so we can always have a form of transportation for the uh, passenger. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's really strange, too, because in your role, I mean, it's such a high customer contact role that you have, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. I mean, you're just you're you're always and, and it sounds to me like that's something that you really enjoy about your your job here. Right. Is like you're you're constantly helping people, helping them find their way, um, helping them with their ride apps, et cetera, you know, helping them cross over the street and, you know, whatever, whatever they might need. You're right there. And then. During the pandemic, it, it becomes a, well, yeah, I want to help you, but I also want to stay safe. And so the the joy that you get from customer service almost becomes a fear. Yes. Uh, yes. And like uh, when COVID really hit uh, a couple months ago, last year, and uh, we're, we're taking our measures, you know, we're trying to maintain our distance. We have masks on. We always prepare, you know, the city, uh, you know, prepares us with masks, uh, with gloves, uh, you know, everything we need. And uh, we're still able to help out the customers, you know, and and I like talking to the customer, even though it's, you know, we got to have our distance. But, you know, it's, it's, it's I'm glad to help them because, you know, they everyone here at the airport needs some type of help, you know, finding out something, not always ground transportation. But, you know, if I have not, uh, with my knowledge here at the airport, I always tell them where to go. Sometimes they're finding trying to find an airline trying to find South Terminal, trying to find, you know, different things, you know, that's off my department, but that I'm able to help them with and assist them every step of the way. And uh, and I'm glad of that, actually. Yeah. So what is the most challenging thing about your job, Bartolo? Uh, uh, right now, I would say the uh, keeping up with the technology, uh, because, as you know, technology just keeps getting better and better throughout the months. And years and uh so with our now our new system that we have uh, a dispatch for the taxis you know it's automatically so uh we gotta keep we're our challenge is that we gotta keep up with that and uh learn 
learn uh, we're learning how to use it and in our advantage because uh, like like I said, we're out there helping out the customers and we don't uh, necessarily keep track of how many tags we have or keep track of uh, Ubers we need at the GTC at the Grand Transportation Center. So with yeah. this, you know, it helps us a little bit more be with the customers and, and not, you know, be checking at the taxi line. You know, we need more taxis. This system, you know, helps us uh, dispatch taxis automatically. And, uh, and that's a little bit of a challenge because we're still learning uh, still how to use it. And we have a lot of uh, here uh, co-workers as well learning how to use it because not everybody learns it the first day. You know, it's a transition that we got to learn throughout a couple months to manage the, uh, the software real quick. So have you, you're from Austin, aren't you, Bartolo? Yes, I'm born and raised here, uh, 23 years old. So, you know, I've seen also, I've seen the city grow throughout yeah. the last years, which has been a lot. And uh, I'm glad I live in this city and born here. No kidding. Because I was going to say, I mean, I don't think people appreciate that your job is pretty much an outside job, right? Like, I mean, it gets to 110 over this way. And it, and I mean, it doesn't normally, we don't normally have the snowpocalypse that we had last year, uh, although we did. And who knows if that's going to happen again this year. But do you spend all day outside? Uh, here with the land side, uh, we're mostly outside, yeah, all the time. Uh we got to be there in the garages helping out the customers. Uh, we got to be, or even outside inspecting the limos, the limo scenes and mm-hmm. the areas, uh, manage them, hotel shuttles, you know, keep everyone in track that they went through staging, you know, their account balances, everything. We got to be outside and walk, you know, rain, uh, snow, ice, 110 degrees. We're out there all year long. Yeah. I'll tell you what, what I will say is over October when, you know, there's going to be a ton of traffic hitting the airport, I would say to our wonderful, fabulous passengers, a little bit of grace for our ground transportation folks, because they are out there in the hot or cold, like the 10 or 15 minutes that you might have to walk outside to get to your car or wait outside. Multiply that by a full day. It's the people who are helping you. Um, have 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 been out there the whole day long. I mean, my hat goes off to you that you you show up and and do such a brilliant job when you're against the weather, because it's not it's not nice when you're out there, especially wearing a mask and sometimes gloves in that heat. It's uh it's a lot. So I mean, honestly, I mean it. Like thanks, because I I don't think I could do it and still maintain. A high level of customer service, to be fair. It'd be like, man, give me a break and douse me in some cold water, please, because I'm roasting. Yeah, I totally agree. You know, there's sometimes, you know, I don't want to be outside, but, you know, we, we, we have to be. And uh, it's not always bad, you know. The good thing is that we always have people coming. So, you know, we're always keeping ourselves busy. We're never running slow or uh, or have to be outside. And, you know, we have no people, so... It's always, you know, we. I'm glad we always have people traveling to Austin, you know, and they keep us, you know, busy during the day and, you know, and not worry too much about the weather, even though it is quite a challenge being there, you know, 110 degrees or rainy days. But, you know, people, you know, people is what makes our days even better, you know, being able to help them. And I know one thing you mentioned, too, um, is that even in, in your spare time, though, you all, you're also somewhat of an outdoorsman. Yeah, it's, uh, I 
naman outdoors man I, you know camping fishing you know kayaking anywhere outside and uh, in nature or water you know i like everything exploring here in austin that has a lot of those things that offers so you know i explore i'm an explorer so. what what type of fishing do you do i have to ask just to someone who also loves fishing yeah of course uh, i do a lot of freshwater fishing uh that's what i mostly do i don't do a lot of saltwater fishing just because of we don't really have a lot of saltwater uh, down here we gotta go drive three hours two hours to do some fishing there but uh, we, I do a lot of freshwaters, and we do have a lot of lakes, rivers, reservoirs here in Austin. And, you know, I just like uh, going there and fishing bass, catfish, uh, panfish, you know, all kinds of fish, you know. I don't, I don't really go for one species. I go for everything. Every year has its own time and place to do each kind of fish, so that's what I love about Austin. Speaking of all these things, and you're seeing all these people come through every day and all of that, is there any advice that you would give travelers if they're coming in? Um, like, is there any little secret tricks or things that you would just want to even pass on to folks like, hey, this this is a way that will really help, like, speed up the process for you or make it a little less stressful or something like that? Just know uh, that here uh, we'll, we'll, and during the events, we get really busy, so just expect more traffic everywhere in Austin, you know, just not at the airport, everywhere in Austin, downtown, or even outside of Austin, you know, all the main roads, highways, and then here at the airport, you know, there's people also dropping uh, the people here at the, our uh, departures, so, and with arrivals as well, so uh, we do have a lot of traffic, so just be patient, and uh, an advice I could give is just, you know, Explore the place that you're in, in your phone, check where you're going and just be prepared to, you know, what you want. You know, you want a taxi, Uber, you know, just know that it will take a time. Uh, but uh, that's the only advice I can give for right now. Yeah, I mean, I think that's, and that's what we tell everyone, too, is like have that plan because there is going to be those extra steps. It's it's going to be busy whether you're getting dropped off or picked up. I mean, there's, there's going to be a few extra steps with just all the people who are coming through. So that, that's... I'm glad to hear it. It's not just me saying it. I'm glad to hear someone who actually sees it uh, telling the same thing. So I, that, that's great. Yes, of course. Uh, you know, just just check where you're going and where places you want to go because, you know, it's just, just not you. You know, we have hundreds of people coming for that same thing and it's going to get crowded and busy. So. so one of the questions we ask each one of our guests, Bartolo, is, and you're from Austin, born and raised. So the question is, do you remember your first flight out of AUS, out of our airport, or into? First one was, say, five years ago. I went to Sacramento, California, a soccer tournament. I, did a lot of, I played a lot of soccer in my youth years. Uh, and uh, I played a little bit high level of soccer, so I did a lot of uh, tournaments outside uh, Texas or Austin. And, uh, you know, that, that time we went to uh, Nationals. Uh, so we had a tournament in Sacramento. It was the final. So we played with the team over there. And unfortunately, we didn't win. We got third place. But, you know, the experience from here to us to Sacramento and coming back here, you know, it was it was nice. You know? What position did you play? Uh, I was, it's called left wing. So I run up and down whole, oh, yeah. the whole 90 minutes. Oh my God. So you're destined to be outside running up and down, basically. Yes, <laughs> basically, exercise, outdoors, definitely. 
So did, cool. was there something in particular that attracted you to leave high school and go into working for an airport? Uh, actually, I, I never expected myself working at the airport. It was just something unexpected. And, and just with the, within the year of working here at the airport, I, you know, I loved it. And, you know, there's so many good things about it. And uh, I like the, the big place, the people, different departments, uh, you get to meet and uh, all the people, different people every day. You get to meet, you know, you're not in the same place with the same people all year. So, you know, I, lo- I love that, of meeting new people, getting to know different cultures, different uh, surroundings out there. So, Thank you so much for joining us. This has been great. Like I said, we, we love just kind of talking to everybody here at the airport. So it's always super cool um, just to get different experiences with everybody. So, again, we really appreciate you joining us. Yeah, no problem. Uh, anytime, you know, um, anytime I can help out somebody, uh, passengers out there, you know, give me a call. Well, Michelle, thanks so much for getting Bartolo on the show. I know, it, like, for folks who maybe don't listen or don't know on how the podcast works, I handle a lot of our backside editing and all of those pieces. But you're really our booker for all of this, so you you go out and actually find all these guests. So thank you so much. That was fantastic. I know. Isn't isn't Bartolo such a nice dude? Yeah, like, and I think it's it's always important. And we've talked about before um, with how you do a lot of your work on getting out with like frontline staff and everybody and reaching out to them with uh, a lot of like the training thing that you do. But I think it's just as important that on on the Austin approach, we take that time to really get those folks when we can because we know they're super busy. But give give them a chance to tell their stories and share a little bit about what the work that they do because they're the ones who most travelers are going to see on a day in day out basis. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. Yeah, no, I loved having him on. Uh, and do you know what? He's just so um, customer focused. Yeah. Every, everything that he talked about was service focused and, and it is not an easy job out there. I mean, it can get really crazy out there, especially in the early mornings. There's a lot of early morning flights and all those guys are out there taking it on the chin, right? Like just being there early with their coffee or without their coffee <laughs> and helping our passengers, you know, uh, get their journey started. So I love yeah. it. And, and again, like you just sort of mentioned and he had alluded to during the interview, uh, one thing that's super important to remember right now is October is not our busiest month of the year, but it is our month where we set our single day records normally every year. Yeah. So for anyone who's listening to this and you do have a trip in October, particularly on the weekends, particularly on a Monday, um, mm-hmm. definitely pay attention if you're going to be flying in those mornings. Uh, I am sure by the time this episode goes out, we'll have gone through um, ACL Weekend 1 and MotoGP. That may be in the record books. It'll, I, I'm, I'm confident it'll be probably in our at least top 10 busiest days ever. Um, but then we still have Weekend 2, and then we have Formula 1 coming up. So if you're listening to this and you've got travel plans in October – Pay attention. We'll always put out more information on Twitter uh, so you can find out if there's any updates and things like that because we get all those types of things from folks like Bartolo on the on the ground transportation side. So we know that, hey, you can do this, this, and this with the curbside, so all those types of things. So definitely pay attention this month. It's, it's going to be busy, folks. Absolutely. So speaking about busy. Yes. One of the things that I wasn't able to, to book was somebody to talk about a destination because it has been absolute bedlam over the last couple of weeks since last we since last we did a podcast. So, and for anybody that didn't know, you and I actually featured on a podcast together with um, Raleigh Durham and Knoxville. Yeah, that's actually great. Shameless plug right there. Um, it was National Podcast Day or International Podcast Day uh, on September thirtieth, and we did a. 
co-episode with all of them. Uh, our friends at Knoxville hosted it on their show um, from the runway up, which is like they've been doing that. I don't know if they had mentioned it on the show. They've been doing that for several years now. Like they are yeah, the like yes. OG pod, airport podcast. I mean, I think they said that they started in t- 2015. Yeah. Yeah, so um, we talk about some seasoned podcasters right there. <laughs> and we blew in and we're like, yeah, we started in February. <laughs> yeah, they had, uh, I mean, they, they've been doing it for a while. And then uh, our friends at Raleigh-Durham with The Flyangle, which is, again, I'm I'm extremely jealous of the name. We can't steal it, but it's the Raleigh-Durham, it's the Triangle, The Flyangle. It's perfect. I love their name. Um, but they were on the show as well and are always great. So uh, we can share a link. I'll actually put it in the notes for this episode. So if you're interested in hearing what happens when three airport podcast nerd communities all get together and talk airports and podcasts together, there's a whole show for it. Not only three, Bryce, but the only three. Also true. Right? The only three airports that host a podcast in the continental United States, I believe. I think so. And if not, I'd love to know if there's some others out there. I'd be intrigued to see what everyone else is doing. But yeah, yeah at least like the original and then the, the great folks at Raleigh and then us, the new kids on the block here. <laughs> anyway, so that being said, without a destination, I did have a question for you. Yeah. I thought we could finish a wee bit differently, which is uh, where in the world, if you could go anywhere, where would you go? So my automatic kind of default answer is always Tokyo because I miss it so much uh, from my time when I lived there. But it, it almost seems kind of like a cop out, like, yeah, just going back to somewhere I enjoy. Uh, I think really that kind of dream trip for me, if I could just jump in a plane and fly anywhere, um, probably down into southern South America, Chile, down into Patagonia. Um, I know we talked in our last episode about being backpacking and outdoors and all of that. I'd love to get them there. I know it is just a monster of a flight, um, just getting halfway around the world, north to south. Um, but I would love to get down there, maybe even venture a little further down into South America, or not in South America, down, but obviously in South America, but down to Antarctica. Um, that, that would be the dream for me. Wow. That sounds pretty epic. I mean, yeah. I might have to steal your dream. <laughs> I, I had a, I had an old boss and that was her favorite place to visit. She always shared pictures and I looked at it, I was like, wow, it's a it's it's stunning. You can do these just epic hikes and just snow capped mountains and just gorgeous, gorgeous, like otherworldly nature. Uh, and I would love to get down there one of these days. And I don't I really want to go to Antarctica, um, which you can't fly to direct. And that unfortunately, Austin doesn't have a direct flight um, down that way. But th- that would be on the, that would be on the, go- the eventual goal. Oh, yeah. Well, it doesn't surprise me about you, actually, when you, say it out, when you say it out loud. You are a bit of a naturist. I love it. Now, how about you? You know, it, the Galapagos Islands used to be on the top of my list. I think it was really just because it was somewhere that you're not, you can't go anyway unless you're, I don't know, either super rich or some sort of like a biologist. So I figured that that's where I wanted to go. But for the last maybe 10 years, I have had a place on my list. Um, and that is uh, Petra. In Jordan, oh, have you ever been? I have not, but I am. I'm aware of it. 
Man, I would love, uh, I would absolutely love to go and check out Petra. I, I was really close uh, once. Petra is in Jordan. And at the time, uh, my husband was uh, stationed in Bahrain. And I had gone out there to visit. And we had a long weekend or something coming up. And we were like, let's, oh my gosh, let's go. Let's live the dream, right? Let's go to Petra. And uh, I had, oh man, I'd booked the hotel. I had uh, I had booked like a tour to the Dead Sea. I mean the the whole the whole the whole thing, right? Um, up Mount Sinai. Um, anyway, uh, sadly I wasn't able. I wasn't. We weren't able to hit submit on the whole purchase because we realized that he wasn't actually able to travel into Jordan. Uh, just based on his orders and stuff. So we weren't able to go, but it has been on my my list. And for anybody who doesn't know uh, what's amazing about Petra, it's um, the the entire, I don't know if you would call it like a, it's a historic archaeological um, village or town or city or whatever. And it's basically carved out of the, the rock. Like, so the whole city is carved out of rock. And if you watched any Indiana Jones films. I was going to uh, say you, the same thing. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's featured there when they when they go through just that tiny little um archway on a horse and then it just widens up and yeah it's it's definitely on my list of places I would love to go. I think it's a, a is it a wonder of the world? Is it one I of am, the seven wonders of the world? I don't know. I am not sure, but it's definitely now on my short list for travel that yeah. I, I I I'm aware of it but I hadn't thought of it. like yeah that would be super cool. Yeah. Plus, I would also really love to go to the Dead Sea and just float, right? Also true. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. If we haven't left you guys, like, ready to go travel somewhere exotic, I mean, you know. And that's, I think, one of those things we're looking forward to, I think, with the future as we see with air service starting to really resume back. I know um, with our, our flights coming in back to Europe, and that opens up a whole new world of opportunities to get to all those other parts of the world. So it's, it's going to be some exciting times ahead. Uh, but I don't want to belabor this too long today. Thank you again so much to our guest today, Bartolo, for joining us. Thank you, Michelle, for bringing him here and for everything that you do. And thanks again to our listeners for tuning in. I, we're on episode 15 now, so we, we've done a bunch of these. <laughs> awesome. Well, once again, thank you for listening to The Austin Approach. My name is Michelle Lai. My name is Bryce Duby, and we will talk to you soon. Austin Approach is the official podcast of Austin Bergstrom International Airport and the City of Austin's Department of Aviation. Our theme music is produced by Michael Pinnock, the AUS Music Program Coordinator. Thanks for listening.